Dear sisters and brothers, in today's gospel reading that we just heard, we see how when Jesus hears that his cousin John the Baptist had been arrested, he leaves his hometown of Nazareth and goes to a Capernaum. And Jesus basically picks up where John, his cousin, has left off. And thus, Jesus begins his public ministry, his public life. And he sets up his headquarters, not in Nazareth, where he grew up, but in Capernaum. Now, this is in some ways a very gutsy call, because Capernaum was not one of those great cities. It was a seaport, and as a result, was very seedy. Its citizens were very violent people. It is, yet it is here that Jesus takes up what he now, what now is a very dangerous mission of John the Baptist. Jesus had, as a result, as he begins his public life, Jesus obviously needed a team. He couldn't do this by himself, although he, he could have and if he really wanted to, because he was starting the serious work. And so in today's gospel, as we hear his famous invitation to the brothers, two sets of brothers, Simon and Andrew, James and John, when the Gospel writer Matthew writes of the call of the first disciples, you know, there is no suggestion of any hesitation on the part of these four people. The Gospel really does not tell us why they follow Jesus, why they follow the stranger. That is because the story is so simple. Jesus calls them, and they just follow him. You know, there is, there is no clue as to where they are going. There is no discussion about what this whole thing about being a disciple would involve or would entail. Nothing is promised, and nothing is signed by these four people. And there is, this is because the gospel writer, evangelist, Matthew is more interested to show that the disciples are called by Jesus and how being a disciple of Jesus requires dropping everything and going after Jesus. Or is it? We'll find out. Obviously, dear friends, things did not happen that way. You know, it did not happen as abruptly as that. The disciples did not leave the security of, of their homes and their jobs on the spur of the moment to follow a stranger, a follow a man that they had perhaps just heard about. You know, they, they, they were... They knew there was this young rabbi from Nazareth. They had perhaps 
heard that he was also a little controversial, and, and he had just appeared on the scene, and that actually some people were starting to pay attention to this young rabbi. That's all they had probably heard, these four fishermen. And Matthew wants to focus, as a result, on something more important. He's not concerned about those minor details. He wants to show that Jesus is ready to begin his public ministry. So with John the Baptist now in prison, the great voice of the wilderness is, has been silenced. It's time for Jesus to begin his work. And Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah that we heard in today's gospel, today's first reading. Jesus is the light. And that has dawned, that light has dawned on the world. He is the one who begins his mission in Galilee of the Gentiles, as we heard in today's first reading again. It's a mission to everyone. Now, Jesus came to bring that light to those who lived in darkness, those who are in dark about where God is, what God is trying to say to them, what God is trying to do in their lives, and more importantly, what life has to offer them and what life has in store for them. Perhaps that was where the disciples were at before they were called by Jesus. The first disciples suddenly you know, have this insight that this man called Jesus is the one who knows the answers to their questions, questions of life, the one who can help them achieve a completely new perspective on life. This is why they leave, as we are told, everything and follow this man, Jesus. This is why they say yes to this rabbi from Nazareth. And this is why, dear friends, I guess, and I hope, we have said yes. Like those two four fishermen, they knew in this man called Jesus, there was something more. You see, there in the time of Jesus, there were lots of people calling themselves messiahs, were lots of preachers. And yet, in Jesus, these four men who gave up their livelihoods and I guess their families eventually followed this man. So there certainly was more than just attraction to this great speaker. Now, in Jesus, they saw something of the God that Jesus was trying to share with them. So it is in Jesus, therefore, God calls us all to not just follow him, but in following him, we are called to a relationship. You know, we often talk about who am I as a person of faith? Who am I as a Christian, as a Catholic? What is it that I believe in? We sometimes talk about the dogma of the church, 
we talk about the doctrine of the church, we talk about the teachings of the church, absolutely, they're very important. But then, first and foremost, it is all about a personal relationship that I have with Jesus. So we are here today because we have this realization that the only real answers to the questions of life are found in Jesus that triggers our desire to follow him. You know, we don't have Simon and Andrew, James and John today. That's because you, we are the disciples for the world that we live in. It is our task, therefore, to be the beacon of light to one another, as we are and where we are, especially to those of us who live in the dark, those who are hurting, and those who are in pain. That is our, our mission. One thing I guess we all need to remind ourselves of is God chose us. We did not choose God. Now God's grace has been quietly acting in our lives all along, whether we were conscious of it or not. You know, you may never know. You may never know how your faith has built up the faith of those around you. In, in, in the, and in the process, given them hope, given them courage, and, and given them the strength and the grace to live life differently. The first disciples of Jesus, by no means, were great people. They were simple, down-to-earth fishermen. They had no degrees. They were not intellectuals. They were not. However, what was truly great about them was that they were called by Jesus and they responded to that call. In their limitations, in their imperfections, and in their failures as we, we see later on during the ministry of Jesus. They were certainly not great in that worldly sense. And we do the same. We respond to the call of Jesus every single day. Some days perhaps better than other days. Some days perhaps not. And that is why, dear friends, we are here today. You are here today. As I said earlier, today, here in our country, we kick off a Catholic Schools Week. And this year's theme for Catholic Schools Weeks, Week rather, is learn and serve, lead and succeed. You know, we, we focus on the value of Catholic education for our young people and its, its contribution to our church and our community and, uh, and our country. And when we teach our students to become future servant leaders, like Jesus was, we teach them faith. We teach them how to serve like Jesus did. 
to be his disciples and enrich one another because that's exactly what Jesus did. Dear friends, then, as we come together today as a community of faith, Jesus taught us to be there for one another, share one in our faith with one another. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to make him known to everyone. We need to minister to our own time. We live in very different times from the times that Jesus lived in, very different times, challenging times. And that's, how, that's the reason we as people of faith have more responsibility to share our faith with one another. As, as Cardinal Newman once said, Jesus called us at baptism, but afterwards too. Whether we obey his voice or not, he graciously calls us still. Abraham was called from home, Peter from his nets, and Elisha from his farm. We are all on course of calling on and on from one thing to another. We pray today as we come together as a community of faith that we may heed his call in the midst of other things going on in our own lives, that we may focus on his call to be the best we can be and respond to that call as people of faith.